Then here's Davis for three in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers! It's the Lake Show Pod, your spot for everything Los Angeles Lakers. Get the trail. LeBron trying to bully his way in with one hand. Caruso! Games all the way in for the slam! Here comes LBJ! With your hosts, Nick Zelaya and Cameron Izaire. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. And it all starts right now. Welcome, welcome back to the Lake Show Pod. I'm Nick Zelaya here with Cameron Izaire. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start using your name now, Cam. You're. No I think I think they understand that you're the California native. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think that you you milk that only because um, because the Lakers are in California. So it kind of gives you a a reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like if I if I was trying to say like Nick Zelaya, the Connecticut native, they it would. It gives us a reason to talk about the Lakers. Exactly. Like a legitimate, without you having to give context on why you're a Lakers fan. Yeah. So I think our uh, our viewer, and I'm not going to use plural there, um, <laughs> gets the point. <laughs> gets the point. So we, we have a jam-packed episode today. Um, yeah. Lots has happened over the last couple days. Um, the schedule dropped today, actually. We'll get into that later on in the episode. Really quick, Quinn Cook is back. He re-signed the Lakers. That, that's cool to see. Um, obviously, he didn't play very much on the court, but um, he was just a big part of the team. Everyone – you couldn't really hate him or not like him. He was a very likable player. He obviously um, – when Kobe died, he was on social media. He showed up to the Staples Center showing his emotion. I mean, he was really close to Kobe, loved him as a player. So, it's, it's cool to see him back on the team, but – a uh, player that the Lakers re-signed who might get a few more minutes on the court is Anthony Davis. Yeah, and um, signed the five-year max for $190 million. It's a lot of money, Cam. Uh, what, are your, what are your initial thoughts on him re-signing the max deal? So if you haven't watched our last episode, it's up on Spotify, up on all, all those platforms, but we talked about what we thought AD should have done. And I think- We were all wrong. Yes, yes. Now, <laughs> when I was going, when I was trying to think of, you know, what I do if I was AD, there was a part of me that wanted to say five year. What, um, what almost made me complacent about, about doing that is because of LeBron's extension, the fact that AD- would have more of a decision to make uh, if LeBron then retired at 38, 39. So AD had more mobility or he had uh, the ability to go wherever he wanted to go if he didn't want to stay in LA. Um, But I understand this five-year deal. I mean, obviously we're both elated. The fact that this is one of the top three, top five players in the world and he's staying on the Lakers for um, the foreseeable future. And I think that, uh, because this contract runs into uh, eight, when he's age 32, he's then eligible for another huge deal um, if he's still the, the player that we expect him to be at, the caliber that we expect him to be at. Uh, so great move by Anthony Davis. Every Laker fan should be extremely happy right now because no matter LeBron's future, the Lakers have a superstar. That's, that's a positive that a lot of teams can't say when a guy of LeBron's caliber, you know, leaves. Um, I think that's 
the Bulls struggled with that when Michael Jordan announced his retirement the first time and the second time. They really didn't have much success because as much as Scottie Pippen was uh, one of the top players in the league in the early going in the 90s, kind of fell off a little getting toward the 2000s. So you know when LeBron's gone, Anthony Davis is pretty much still in his prime because in the NBA it ranges from between what, 27 and 31 or something like that. Uh, love this deal. Uh, the reason I, I think he announced the reason he did it is because he's had injuries in his past. So you, you know, lock down the contract, lock down the money. Uh, it's almost insurance for you just in case, almost like what DeMarcus Cousins wish he would have done uh, before tearing his Achilles and almost getting a Supermax the next year or his ACL, whichever one it was. I love it. I'm very happy. Uh, these two are going to be able to cement their legacies even further in their own respective rights for the next three years. And if you're a Laker fan and you're not happy about it, then you're not a Laker fan. So I'm extremely happy about it. And I couldn't be more excited to see uh, these two for at least the next three years. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, AD was saying he, they had their media day today and he, at, he, yeah, he mentioned the reason he took the five-year deal was for that injury insurance because he's had injury problems throughout his career, especially when he was with the Pelicans. And if something happened seriously career threatening injury he has that insurance he has the 40 million dollar check going to his bank account for the next couple of years he also anthony davis also mentioned how he had never felt as close to his teammates than he did this past season with the lakers and i think just enjoying his time ill in la who knows if he actually knew this entire time he's going to sign the max deal we might never know until if he were to say something but i doubt he will he won't um but let's say he did know he wanted to do this max contract. Again, we said this last time, he just wanted to wait to see what the Lakers would do. And then he comes out with this max contract and it's like, oh my God, this is the best news Laker fans, the Laker organization can possibly hear. So yeah, this is huge. Um, their chemistry, it grew quick. We saw when LeBron and when LeBron joined the Miami Heat in 2011, they started out the year nine and eight. People were questioning, oh, can he create the super team and can they actually be good LeBron James Anthony Davis joins LeBron James they're like 27 and 3 in the first 30 games <laughs> they weren't losing any games so the chemistry is there and then to bring back some of the older guys that were on the team from last year KCP um Markeith Morris now Quinn Cook just some locker room guys that will bring the energy to the game always and just that chemistry is there is it's a really good fit for Anthony Davis and and for the Lakers um and with this addition I mean now you can officially say Anthony Davis is on the Lakers we've, we've been saying over the last few weeks oh Anthony Davis is on the Lakers they're going to repeat as champions but technically he wasn't on the Lakers I mean he could have left for Chicago gone back to New Orleans we, we don't know what could have happened but now he is a Laker and really they have to be the favorites by a lot I can't see a team that possibly has the edge over them at this point yeah and nick a couple things i want to mention uh anthony davis's five-year deal does come with a fifth-year termination option so you, it, it's almost like a four-year contract um depending on the you know uh, the health of anthony davis his play all that i'm not sure if it's 
it's uh, termination on the team side or the player side. My guess, knowing the prowess of Anthony Davis, it's on the player side because yeah. uh, it gives him more flexibility. Um, and another thing I want to mention, it's interesting looking at the Bucks and they're trying to compile a team that will somehow convince Giannis to stay. The Lakers didn't even need to do that because they knew Anthony Davis uh, would resign. But in large part, you could, you could say this is a stretch, but I don't think it is. The fact that the Lakers got exponentially better after a championship run for the ages, they only lost, what was it? Was it five games in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. only lost yeah. five games in the playoffs. Uh, the fact that they, they, you know, bolstered up their team, added guys that make the team better – I think that had some part in Anthony Davis, not just signing, you know, a three plus one or, or whatever options he had on the table, but signing a five-year as well. I don't know if he'll admit it. I know there's a couple guys on, on one-year deals, but most of these guys are on two-year deals. And he knows LeBron will be there for the next three years. Uh, the fact that the Lakers just keep getting better in the off season, that has to do, I mean, I, I might be, like I said, this might be a stretch. But and he might have just signed the five year anyway and just made us wait for 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 us and the media to speculate. But I think a big part of Anthony Davis uh, being so confident about this five year deal, you mentioned it. They met and then they made the deal. It wasn't like there was any there was a lot of back and forth with it. I don't think it was just security. The fact that the Lakers have proven that they just keep getting better in the offseason and they re up LeBron, which they didn't need to do. And they add uh, Montrezl Harrell for two years. They add a couple other guys for two years. I mean, Marcus Sol. I think Wesley Matthews is on a two-year deal. Same with Dennis Schroeder. So Anthony Davis knows that this is a championship contending team for at least the next two years. And that third year depends on free agency moves. But the Lakers did an amazing job almost setting up Anthony Davis to sign this five-year deal. They knew he was re-signing. But the fact that they still made the team better – with every intention of Anthony Davis re-signing a big max deal is, is incredible. Yeah. And I think part of it might be, or it's probably the relationship Anthony Davis has built with this Lakers front office. Cause you look at him with the Pelicans. I don't think he had, he and David Griffin were not the best of friends when he was with the Pelicans. They had issues. There's a reason he purposely sat out games. They were just not on good terms. And now when you're talking about Rob Palenka and all these guys in the Lakers front office, he probably has a good relationship with them. And he trusts what they're doing with these signings and trades. So he wants that long-term stability. And he knows that the Lakers are going to treat these other players right. And they're going to build as one LeBron retires, they're going to continue to build around Anthony Davis. And you're talking about the contract. It's basically a four plus one, even though that technically isn't a thing, the four plus one, but AD will also have the chance to get that extension after the fourth year. So he's going to get even more money. So don't think he's going to leave after the fourth year and look at other options. It's just the deal is pretty much he can get more money and make his time with the Lakers even longer after the fourth year. That's, that's basically what the contract is. Um, but yeah, this is huge for the Lakers and Anthony Davis. Congrats to him. $190 million. That's, that's a lot of money. I, he, got uh, bag. he got his bag. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect time for Christmas. I hope um, <laughs> he is treating his family rights, 
sending the host of the Lake Show pod some gifts. <laughs> I would love a jersey. But, but for, before we get to the schedule, speaking of jerseys, what, what do you think of these city jerseys the Lakers just got? I love them. So, oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. And right after this, I want to talk about the obvious legacy that LeBron and AD can create over the next three days. And then we'll get into the schedule. But I'm so glad you brought this up because those jerseys, I – one of my favorite Laker jerseys that when you could, you could say it, it differs from the normal purple and gold. And I'm not saying I don't like the purple and gold. I, I love it. It's traditional. It's, it's classy. It has history behind it, but those Minneapolis jerseys when it was MPLS, I loved those. I loved how different they were. The almost baby blue color. Um, and the fact that they turn around and they make this, this city Jersey, I mean, it's a tribute to, to Elgin Baylor. Um, it's like a 60-year something. Yep. Um, but I, it's like the definition of icy. Like these jerseys are, they're crisp. Like the, the white and the light blue. Like I can just imagine LeBron and AD. Ooh, gives me shivers to ask what I did there. <laughs> when I look around the league, sometimes I, I look at other city jerseys and I'm like, darn it, like, those jerseys are so much better, but I can confidently say that the Lakers have a top five city Jersey. Now I'm going to point out some other city jerseys. I love and some that I hate as well, but I still think the Lakers are in the top five. Love the Miami heat city Jersey. Um, they do a great job every year. This vice, I, I don't even know what you want to call it, but this contrast between colors is unbelievable. I like the, I've always liked the Clippers city jerseys as much as I don't like the team. Um, because it's just very, it, it gives me like GTA vibes. Very uh, okay. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just I, I like the design of it. But for the Lakers to, I mean, back to back years with unbelievable alternative jerseys. Yeah. That, that I didn't think they could get better than that Black Mamba jersey. And I still don't. I that Black Mamba jersey will to me forever rest at the top only because of its significance. But that jersey, Nick. Oof. I, I mean, oh, my favorite part about the city jerseys, guess who has the worst city jersey? The Boston Celtics. Awesome. It's so bad. So the, the fact that the team I hate the most is at, is at number 30 on my list and the Lakers are in the top five. Just Cam, I look at the Boston Celtics city jerseys and that gives me hope to get a job into the NBA one day, regardless of what the position is. Even if it means creating jerseys, I know I can – probably do something better than the Boston Celtics city jerseys put a leprechaun or something on the right you put Boston Celtics that's it that's and like it. Times New Roman or Ariel like some <laughs> I think it's Ariel it looks like Ariel to me <laughs> it's definitely Ariel oh my English teacher would be proud of that but it's yeah. god awful so wait, Nick, Nick, I need to I need to know your opinion I talked for a while about it I need to know your opinion because are, are is this uh is this a cop or is this wait a, wait a couple months, see LeBron in the jersey, and it's a cop? Okay, funny story. I see that they released the jerseys, and I go, okay, let me check the NBA store. They've got all the teams, and I'm like, all right. And you know, Cam, since we're not at school right now, I don't have my financial advisors, a.k.a. you and our future roommates. I make the purchase for an Anthony Davis jersey. What? Ten minutes. Ten minutes Listen, no, hear me out. Ten minutes later, 
ring, ring, ring. I call NBA store. I would like to cancel my order because my thought process is I, I was wise about this. My birthday is in two weeks. Christmas is in three weeks. Why not wait it out? Might get some gift cards. If I, if I don't get the jersey, I'll get some gift cards at least. And I can make a smart purchase afterwards because I, that, that's after I get my gifts. I look today. They're sold out. <laughs> they are sold out. I, I'm telling you, they better be in stock eventually because they're sold out. Nick. Nike.com, they're not even available to purchase yet. They said coming soon. So I signed up for that email so I can get an alert when they're available. And I, may, I might have to make the decision of purchasing it because I learned my lesson the first time. Nick, are you – oh, the because I'm looking at the LeBron one. It's still in stock. No. They have Anthony Davis ones too. Oh, and that one's out. They of stock. only have a small. And since I hit college, I can't wear a small anymore. I have to only wear the medium. We've put on we've eaten a lot of junk. Let me just let me just say that. But look at some of the sold out. The small is sold out. Okay, wait, so the small so, okay. The small's all sold out. Wait, so you actually called your I called NBA store ten minutes after I purchased it and I said I would like to cancel my order. <laughs> what you guys would have been so proud of me. I was making a smart financial decision on my part. I made a smart financial decision. But what you could have done, and this is starting to get out of get out of hand, but what you could have fantastic. done is paid for it and then asked for money for like Christmas or, or your birthday. That's true. That's true. I I don't know what was I will find a way to get it. Well, the fact that you still want it scares me because I don't it's, know. It hasn't even been, it's not released on Nike.com, I don't think. It's a pre-order. These, this Laker jersey is a pre-order. I'm looking it up. On, on, on those, not on Nike. Nike.com says coming soon. You don't even have the option to purchase it yet. Oh, okay. So I think that's where I'm in the clear. But real quick, looking at some of the uh, jerseys, I hate the Rockets jerseys for some reason. Just light blue does not, for the Rockets, ugh. It has not, like even like throwback logos it has absolutely nothing to do with um with their team the heat ones i'm all right with i just think they keep copying the same design every single year and rearranging it into a different way that's just me the knicks Knicks are ugly it's it's everything about the knicks i okay the trailblazers brown is terrible but the Suns, have you seen those? The Valley. The Valley. It looks pretty cool. It's okay. The, the, uh, the, reason I, uh, the reason I like that is that's something to wear on like a, like it's almost like an old school Sonics jersey. Exactly. Like old school. Now, okay. Can I say one thing about one jersey? Go. What was it? Um, oh, it was, oh, so you, you talk about the Trailblazers, the one that says Oregon on it. It says Oregon and it's like brown. I'm like, ew. So <laughs> I want to talk about the Nets because they took a step down. They went from the bed stewie mm. to a, looks like a kindergartner drew their logo. On the sides, it's like scribbles. They took a step down. That's all I want to say. That's, that's Last, last thing. Bulls, I kind of like. And the Hornets have a minty green to it. And it just says Buzz City with a gold and black outline. I kind of like those. It's some. I love city jerseys. I think this was a, a great. Ever, uh, since, ever since Nike took over, the jerseys yeah. have taken a giant step in the right direction. The, um, the Maverick. I like the Dallas one. Yes, the gold. The gold. 
I, I'm, I'm happy. And then the Warriors went back to that Oakland look. The I throwback. Like it was cool. Yeah. It, these jerseys are cool. I like them. The Pacers use pinstripes. But. Are the Hawks going MLK? Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I think, obviously, it has a good meaning to it. It's kind of simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they looking at somebody doesn't want some of these other ones. They could have gone a little crazy with it, but right. it's, I'm cool with the simple ones. I'm cool with the simple ones too. Yeah, I mean, those are those are pretty much all the jerseys. I I'm happy with Nike in the NBA. They did a good job. I agree. They, now I I, I want to lead. Are you you say one more thing? I don't want to cut you off. Oh no, no, that was all. Hard over that. Zoom. Just just so everyone, it's hard over Zoom because it's a. Uh, it's not oh, yeah. known if the person's going to say something. Or yeah. not. No, no, I get that. I get that. Um, I, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to ask you, like getting back to, to basketball things, I wanted to ask you about, because um, I was listening to ooh, so many things on YouTube about this before we get into the schedule, about LeBron, AD, next three years. I want to ask you two questions. How many, or three actually. How many championships do you expect the Lakers to win in the next three years, knowing that they have those three guys locked down that's barring anything that happens in free agency, trade deadline, or anything? Uh, that's number one. Um, what does it mean if LeBron gets to six championships, in your opinion, which is obviously the, the, the spot where Michael Jordan's at with, with six chips? And thirdly, uh, if, if it doesn't escape my memory, um, and it is escaping my memory at the moment. Um, you want me to answer the first two, and you can think about that? This this third one was uh, was actually going to be the second one, and I'm I'm upset at myself that I flip flopped it because uh, now it's now it's oh here it is here it is. Do the Lakers win the championship this year? So those are the three questions we have. How many championships do you expect AD and LeBron to win together for at least the next three years? What happens if LeBron gets number six and do the Lakers win the championship this next year? We're, we're going to take this chronologically this season. Yes. I believe they do win the championship. They upgraded the team from last year. Obviously Frank Vogel as the head coach, we forget about him sometimes. I mean, he's the guy that runs the system after all. He's got to be more comfortable with this team, knows what certain guys like to do, and he knows what kind of lineups to throw out there to be successful. And now you have Anthony Davis locked in. He is a Laker. He wants to be in the purple and gold. I Unless another team comes out and surprises um, the NBA and all of us watching it, on paper, the Lakers – are the easy favorites. And I think they do win the championship. How many do they win? Say in the next three years with LeBron. Two. We're talking this year. And this is, uh, this is a bold prediction, but a three, a three P is possible. LeBron doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. Once he starts slowing down, then we can talk about it a little bit. If it's this season, okay, is he too tired by the time he's 38 years old trying to go for that three-peat? That's a little different. But if he goes out there year 18 – this is year 18, right? I'm losing track at this point. Yeah, this is year 18. This is going to be year 18. Yep. If he goes out there year 18, finishes the season with 25, 10, and 8, that's a three-peat ready to happen. 
He wins the championship this year, goes into year 19, coming off almost a triple-double season. Absolutely. And then you have Anthony Davis, who could be a contender for MVP. That's what Big Jared Dudley said earlier today yeah. in media day. He thinks Anthony Davis could be an MVP, and he's, he's in his prime. That's definitely possible if LeBron takes a backseat again, tries to be more of a facilitator on the court playmaker. If Anthony Davis puts up 30 and 10, 30 and 12 maybe, like that, that's stretching it. But, yeah, the Lakers, I think two out of the three next years, they win the championship. And if LeBron gets a six – there's going to be all the boomers that tell me MJ is the GOAT. I get that. But if he gets to six, he played 20 seasons. It's going to be 20 by the time his contract is up. And he didn't retire once. He played all 20 seasons. He had so much pressure on him coming into the league. Won a championship, I believe, earlier than Michael Jordan did. Is that correct? I think so. Jordan came into the league in what eighty three, um, so he won a championship. Ninety one, oh three, seven eight years. Okay, uh, so LeBron won a year after. Yeah, because yeah. LeBron won in two thousand twelve. I, th- I think LeBron wins the discussion. It's t- it's tough yeah. to. He's probably going to be this on the pace he's going. He's going to have the most points in NBA history, if he keeps yeah. it up the way he's playing he's going to have the most points in NBA history. And then right. you're talking about six championships, which is, which is tied with Michael Jordan. He's eighth right now in all time in assists. That's going to go up, especially if he plays the way he did this past season, he could scoot up. I'm not sure how far behind he is, the guys above him, but he could definitely move up in that list. <laughs> it's tough to say no to him being the goat at that point, if he wins six championships, but at the same time, he still needs to win two more rings and he's, turning 36 in a few weeks. Nick, I'm going to try to make this short and sweet only because I definitely want to move on to the schedule as soon as possible. Um, I, I'm not scared that the Lakers will will, will not win the championship this year, um, but I'm a bit frightened with everything going on with COVID. Um, the fact that uh, – the fact that players can miss extended periods of time. Remember in the NFL, you test positive, you might miss one game in the NBA. If you have to isolate yourself for 10 days, that's, that's four games down the drain. So it scares me a bit in in that regard only because um, there's a high possibility that a LeBron or Anthony Davis, um, something happens and I'm obviously knock on wood. It doesn't, but a, a key player on that, team can't play and then that affects them going forward but I think they win the championship this year because I think they're just about three or four times better than every other team in the field Uh, I think that the biggest challenge comes when you get to the championship and you have to face the team that comes out of the east because whoever comes out of the east had to either beat the nets and bucks or they are the nets and bucks so it's going to be hard anyway Um, the next three years I think uh, the Lakers win two. Can't tell you which two years it will be, but I, my guess is it will be a three-peat for this Lakers team. I think that uh, that three-peat year, the Lakers will take on the Nets and it will go seven. So I'm predicting that for, for the next season. Um, not, not this one coming up, but, but, for the, but for the year after that. And 
when it comes to what happens if LeBron reaches six. If LeBron reaches six, Nick, the conversation's over. I think the conversation's already close to over or is over. And if LeBron James reaches six titles, I was listening to, um, I, I don't know which show on ESPN, but there was a point that was brought up that everyone's going to criticize LeBron for the amount of championships that he made but did not win. Uh, there was a comparison to Tiger Woods and a bunch of other stellar athletes in, in their uh respective sports and uh tiger woods right now 15 major championships he's chasing jack nicholas who had 18 in his time uh first of all golf you play for what 50 60 years so it's completely different but nicholas was a runner-up in majors 17 times and that actually boosted his resume that boosted him to the level of greatest golfer of all time but when lebron makes the finals and doesn't win he's almost knocked down you know what I mean? Imagine if, uh, uh, imagine if uh, it's almost like the conversation with Tom Brady. He's made a lot of Super Bowls he hasn't won or a couple Super Bowls that he hasn't won. It, what if uh, uh, you could say if Tom Brady made three more Super Bowls and lost all of them, would we still be discrediting the ability to make it to the Super Bowl? Like yeah. LeBron has better playoff stats. He has better regular season stats. He's going to be the all-time leading scorer. Uh, he has pretty much better stats overall in an extended period of time. And before anyone tells me Michael Jordan only played 15 years, guess what? That's a choice. Kareem yeah. played more games, so he leads the league with 38,900 points. You know, if Michael Jordan wanted to play more games, it's not out of his ability. He could have, but he retired twice, went to play baseball. So I think the conversation's already close to over, but if LeBron wins two more, there's no conversation at all. So those are my three answers to my own three questions. And with that, I want to get right into the schedule. So Nick, take it away. Yeah, this I'm excited. We've got the schedule up to <clears throat> up to the first week of March. And there's some interesting stuff uh, right away. We saw a few games to start the season already with the Clippers opening night, which is most likely Lakers, a Lakers home game meaning they have to stare at those shiny rings and that banner go up into the, <clears throat> excuse me, the rafters. Oh my, let me get a drink of water real quick. <clears throat> All right, we're good. And then Christmas day against the Dallas Mavericks. We knew those, but then we got the rest of the schedule. And the thing that stands out to me the most is first we'll get into, we'll get into the teams in a little bit, but how the format of the schedule is, we've got a lot of back to backs, and then we've also got a road trip from January 21st to February 1st that involves seven games. That's their East Coast road trip. So I'm, just, I'm assuming every single team is going to have a road trip throughout their season that lasts seven or eight games in this over a course of two weeks, something like that. For the Lakers, they're going to have to play Milwaukee. Then they go to Chicago, Cleveland, Philly, Detroit, back-to-back, -back, Boston, and then Atlanta. So that's going to be when they're on the East Coast. Unfortunately, I can't see that. But let me, what games intrigue you on this schedule? So before I answer that, I want to mention one thing. Uh, the Lakers are one of four teams in the NBA with five back-to-backs, and that's the lowest mm. uh, amount of back-to-backs out of any team in the NBA. Okay. The highest is nine shared by, I think, seven or eight teams. That's a positive. Um, because it would lead to less possible positive COVID cases as well as 
less possible, you know, fatigue from these players. Um, so that's one good thing uh, about not just being the defending champions, but being as highly touted as the Lakers are. They have less back-to-back, so um, injuries aren't as much of a problem. Same with uh, load management and all, all that stuff. Um, yeah, when I look at the schedule, of course, when you only see half of a schedule, there's not as many games, but with how good the NBA is getting and how a lot of players are just teaming up with each other, there's a lot of marquee matchups. Of course, you've pointed out the Clippers, you've pointed out the Mavericks to start the season. I'm interested to see how um, how the Lakers uh, fare with, with a team like Houston, who in a way, really didn't change that much, except got a little bit better. If you want to say that Christian Wood is an improvement, same with the Boogie Cousins can get back to the, his level of play. And Mr. Um, John Wall. Of course, Mr. Of course, John Wall. But I, I think that in a way, Russell Westbrook and, and John Wall almost cancel each other out if John okay. Wall gets back to how good okay. he was yeah, in Washington yeah, yeah. a couple of years yeah. ago. Um, so seeing how they did against Houston, because – I've named them as one of the biggest competitors for the Lakers in the playoffs outside of Denver and, and the LA Clippers. Let's see, obviously Milwaukee. I mean, I, I've said it, Milwaukee, Boston, and, and the Nets are, are the biggest threats in the East, in my opinion. So that Milwaukee game on January 21st in Milwaukee is going to be very, very interesting. Uh, I also wanted to point out one more thing before I throw out another game, because I do have a game in mind. Um, there's a lot of teams and the Lakers are included that are almost playing soccer or baseball style, almost like a, a two game baseball series or a mm-hmm. two leg matchup in soccer where it's almost limiting travel. So on February 8th and February 10th, which is two games in three days, the Lakers host or yeah, they host the Oklahoma city thunder in both of those games. So that's going to be really interesting. That's something to look out for. Um, but one more one more game I want to throw out there before I toss it to you um, is Denver and the fact that they face Denver on the 4th of February as well as the 14th. But the first time they're going to see Denver, that's going to be a big test because we see how Jamal Murray can perform in the playoffs as uh, he did a year ago. How is he going to fare this late, this late into the first half of the season? And how are the Lakers going to deal with him as well as Nikola Jokic? Because I think before February 4th, we'll know where the Nuggets and the Lakers stand in the Western Conference. I, I like all that. The one thing that probably stands out to me the most is the bottom half of February. They start off at home against Brooklyn, at home against Miami, at home against Washington, which is not as competitive. But then you've got at Utah at home against Portland, and then at home against Golden State. I think that would probably be the most difficult part of the schedule for the Lakers because those are all teams that can compete with the Lakers well. We saw last season. Miami, obviously, Brooklyn is now got KD back from his injury. Utah is going to be even better, in my opinion. Portland gave the Lakers a scare in game one and then weren't a problem after that. And then Golden State, obviously, Steph Curry's going to be back. They've they've gotten better as well. But looking at the rest of the schedule, obviously they have to play more Western Conference teams. Western Conference is more competitive. So obviously that's a downside to things. But overall, this is not too bad for the Lakers. I think I haven't really made a prediction. I'm not sure. How, I haven't even counted how many games there are. 
Do you have any idea? Did you um, see a number or no? I'll try to count I this up real quick. Count, but I, I can count really quick if you want. Yeah, do some counting. Okay. So but <laughs> do some counting and, um, but yeah, there's a road trip where they have two games at San Antonio, then two games at Memphis. You can win three out of four of those. They have a game day off, game day off up until January 5th. You're seeing at Houston, two games in a row at home against the Pelicans, which I'm excited to see Anthony Davis playing against his former team again. That's always fun. I wonder if they, so as of right now, they don't play at New Orleans, but, and then. Like 37 games, not including preseason. 37 games, not including the preseason. So yeah, that's. Is that exactly it? No, it's just under half or over half. It's a hefty amount. Yeah, because it's a 72-game schedule, obviously, yeah. barring any COVID cancellations. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, just it's, uh, it's actually, yeah, it's a, it's a couple games over half or a game, actually, a game over half. Yeah, okay. It'll be 37 uh, and the expectation is 35. Math, Matt Kim, you know math isn't my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but 37 games, I can see the Lakers definitely – by March 3rd with about 30 wins. If everything goes as planned, LeBron stays healthy, AD stays healthy, the rest of that team stays healthy. This is a high 20 or low 30 win team for sure, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it'll be more in the 20s only because of the circumstances and the uncertainty, but and, and the fact that these players really don't care about the regular season, but I completely agree with you. Definitely in the high 20s. One one quick thing about that Eastern Conference road trip, because I, found, I, I really like how the NBA did this, giving a two-week road trip for these Western Conference teams to go to the East. It's, you get the Bucks game over with right away. So you play them January 21st, and then after that, you have the Celtics, the 76ers that might cause some issues, but that road trip is not that bad. You don't have the Nets there. You don't have the Heat there. You don't have the Raptors there. So they got lucky with those. They got some of the bottom Eastern Conference teams for that road trip, and you're going to those tough Eastern conference teams are going to have to come to LA to play the Lakers. And I really like that for their favor. I agree. I like the, all the yellow around it, which we're looking at a, um, uh, the schedule right now on a calendar and the yellow means home. So it's just, I like um, most of the yellow at the end of December and as well as February and, and seeing how this team fares in a, uh, in a different setting on the road, most of January. It's a favorable schedule. This is a really good team. I'm just excited for December 22nd. The fact that the preseason starts in a week, a week from today when we're recording this on the fourth, um, Lakers play the Clippers. They play the Clippers again, and then uh, two games against the Suns. It's going to be an amazing season. I can't wait. It, it it almost seems like it's it's right there, but we still have to wait. Um, about two and a half, three weeks. And we still have to wait for my city jersey to one day uh-huh. come Nick. in the mail. Oh, Nick. Cam, Cam, I had conflicting thoughts going through my head. There was the one side telling me, get the jersey, get the jersey, get the jersey. And then the other side, my mom, you, Matt, Spencer, my <laughs> dad telling me, Nick, take a look at your bank account. Yeah, don't buy it. Yeah. And 
Hey, I, I took I, the left side this time. I respect your decision. You can always get the city jersey down the line. The one thing is constant: the fact that the Lakers are going to be playing in that city jersey, and it will be available at all times. So I'm just really excited to to see the Lakers out on the floor. I know you are too. And one thing I want to say before um, before we wrap up this episode, and Nick, you can respond to this if you want but I just want to throw this out here to, to finish things off has nothing to do with the Lakers, but it has to do with Kyrie Irving and stuff that actually went on today. Uh, Pretty much uh, didn't show up to the media day session where you do press conferences, Uh, sent out a tweet saying that with everything going on this year and he, he would rather, and obviously the, the media taking a lot of things out of perspective, but with everything going on, he wants his play to speak for itself and he does not want to almost be approached for questions or ask questions or be obligated to answer questions. Uh, I just wanted to, to touch on that because it's ridiculous. It's a part of the NBA. Uh, the NBA basketball as a whole is a performance on the court and it's also a performance off the court. And if you can't deal with it, well then guess what? Uh, the media might not like you and uh, on top of that coupled with that fans and all those people might not like you because as much as we enjoy watching the players play we also enjoy hearing what the players have to say so i I think it's ridiculous nick if you want to touch on it go ahead but if not we can close things out i I have something real quick about that that is one of the biggest reasons i am not worried about the nets as a championship contender against the lakers period I like it. I, I like like the short and sweet, and I, you know, it's it's hard to to think about you know pitfalls of certain teams and how they could lie outside the basketball court. But if there's one thing that we've learned over the past couple of years is basketball is not just a team sport, but it's dependent on the whole team coming together in order to win a championship. Because it's it's been proven that one single player, other than LeBron a couple of years ago, can't just will his team to a championship if there are underlying problems. So that's something to look out for. There's a lot to look out for. Uh, the season starts in about two and a half weeks preseason in uh, a week from today of this recording. We're recording this on, on December 4th. We talked about a lot today, jam-packed episode. You mentioned it at the beginning, and we hopefully we covered as much as we could uh, into this episode, a lot on Anthony Davis, that news that, that just broke, um, and LeBron and Anthony Davis going forward, the jerseys, the schedule. We cover it all here on the Lake Show Pod, and we hope you enjoyed almost getting to that episode 10 mark, uh, and we're excited to continue to bring you Laker coverage Um, as the season comes along and even before and after the season. So for Nick Zelaya, I'm Cameron Ezer, and we'll see you next time.